Vikings versus Panthers, GMG's pregame show. Teddy Bridgewater, maybe, and the Panthers come to Minnesota to take on your Minnesota Vikings, fresh off a discouraging loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Yay. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce my partners on the pregame show. And everybody is obviously, to my viewers, right. In the middle, we have the one, the only, the Bass Ripper, the Drewster. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing? Off that spirited in the Raw show. We're doing okay. Yeah, it was spirited, wasn't it? Oh, boy, <laughs> and we appreciate the reaction we got online during the show. It was hopping. Fans were talking back and forth. They were talking to us. It was flying. We love that, and we encourage more of that. And join us come after the game on Sunday, and we will have live another opportunity for you to do just that. Either celebrate or bitch and whine and complain, and everybody needs to be fired, as Flip would say. The great Flip (laughs) Mazzi. Also with us today... All the way over there on the end, from the frozen Northland where all the beets should be harvested and in their piles by now, we have the one, the only, the Drone Master, Rhino, King of the Jungle. How you doing, Rhino? I'm doing all right. We are uh, moving past that... uh, cluster fudge that we had last week and moving on to Carolina. Carolina coming to town. Do you think, this is just an awful wall question I just thought of, do you think them playing outside in the nice, warm, relatively warm confines of their stadium, coming to Minneapolis where it's cold and then still having to play inside bothers them at all? Well, I'm sure it's terrible for them. (laughs) <laughs> hell this time of the year uh charlotte's probably not i don't think not exactly uh a tropical destination either they got rain and crappy weather and stuff so they're probably looking forward to playing inside yeah it's not like cleveland that's played in a monsoon for the last three weeks but hey, hey rhino can i ask you yeah. something i got a chance to get flip and ted and dave's grades for Kirk cousins in that dallas game <laughs> <laughs> but I, I to jot down I want to jot down what you graded him at because I got the other three guys that gave him a grade and I wanted to get yours overall Kirk Cousins grade performance in that game. Did Dave actually give a grade or was it he kind of hemmed and hawed? Oh, I, no, I gave grade. I said oh, he yeah, failed. That's right. You, you gave him a fail. Yeah, he did. Right. He did a perfect paper, turned it in and forgot his name. 
Well, there's a. <laughs> well, I, there's, there's man, sixty plays in a game, so he got an F for the last drive, which had four. So right. we're not going to talk right. about that. That's that's like one test I did in wait, college. Wait, wait, I did, wait, wait. I, I did no, the I entire mean, problem. He, right. he did have a wait, Rhino, Rhino, real fast. Yeah. Dave, what grade do you give Justin Jefferson? Probably a B because that last drop pass. Otherwise, he would have been an A. So on the last drive, he dropped a pass that would have been a first down. He gets a B. But Cousins on the last drive an gets F. an F over an overall grade. But yeah, Justin but we don't Jefferson pay Justin a- Jefferson $100 million to win football games. Come on. All right, Rhino, going back to you. Quarterback, you All said right. it. Quarterback's <laughs> the most important position on the field. Flip gave him a B. Ted gave him a B minus. Oh, Flip gave him a B plus. Ted gave him a B minus. I gave him a flat B. Dave gave him an F. Now, I, I do I'm, admit he I'm had 140 some odd QB. I'm sorry about that, Rattle. He had 140 some odd QB rating and was stellar for most of the game. But we got your grade, F. We got it. Thanks. Yeah. Go ahead, Rattle. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give him a B, you know, okay, just a, reg- a re- regular B. You know, like I said, realistically, up up until that two that last two minute drive, and I have some comments about two minute offense and stuff that we'll talk about after pit here. But up and I mean up until then, Cousins played a pretty damn good game. I mean that one fumble should have never happened because there was a a uh, you know helmet to helmet hit on him before that ball came out. So I mean that should have been a personal foul penalty. I mean if as we saw again. Harrison Smith gets them every freaking week for hits that aren't that bad. I mean, and know, I they're, heard they're, they're, tr- they're trying to peg Harrison Smith as a dirty player and he's not, he's an old school guy that will hit the shit out of you. And it's, you know, they're, they're penalizing him for it for no reason. It's not, he's not leading with the helmet. He's not spearing. He's just come up and laying the wood to people and he's getting penalized for it. I don't usually like to talk about the officiating because it irritates me when other people do. So but yeah, it does me too. In in that game, it, it seemed to me like Dallas was getting away with a lot of after the whistle shit, like pushing and stuff like that. Was, they weren't calling that, but they were calling the Vikings for every little thing. But mm. you know, that's it's rare for me to even say that because I leave officiating way off to the side. Usually. Right. I mean, officiate blaming the officials is usually the lazy way out of the. There were there was Vikings know. getting pushed after the whistle and pushed down and. Not that those are big deals, but you got to call it right both ways. Call it the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, Please right. be consistent. Yes. Yeah. yes. It just seemed like that to me. It's like after the play, a guy's getting up, a guy, Dallas guy pushes him down and shit. And I'm thinking if the Viking guy did that, they'd be throwing the flag, it seems like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, B grade. I want to keep you included with all of our grading because you know I run a tight grading system, Rhino. No, I know. No bell curve shit. You're right. You're right. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, what the, what the hell happened in that? What happened with that Dallas game, Rhino? Same thing that happens every. I mean, and this I'll lead this into my Go ahead, stats I had. Deal here. Synopsis. So I was or with a two minute. It, it's just like every other two minute. I mean, you watch teams like Kansas City. You watch teams like Seattle, even Arizona. Now, you know all these. You sit. They're down by three points. The team from Wisconsin is typically another one. You know, they're down by less than a touchdown with 
two minutes to go, minute and a half to go, whatever. You could even as not being a fan of these teams, you can sit there with a relatively high level of confidence and say, Mahomes is going to run this thing down the field and they're going to get the field goal to tie it or they're going to get the touchdown to go ahead. Russell Wilson, same thing. I mean, we saw what he did to us when we played him. You know, there wasn't a doubt in my mind when Russell Wilson got that ball back with whatever, minute, minute 15 or whatever it was mm-hmm. left, that he was going to drive down the damn field and he was going to score and we were going to lose. You know, when we do that, I don't have that feeling that, hey, we're going to run down there. It's, it's like, oh, God, I hope we don't screw this up. But <clears throat> I was listening to another podcast here, I think it was yesterday, over the and this is not just on Cousins. I want to preface that this is the Vikings' offense, two-minute drill, defense, everything else in general. You know, but it the stats that were brought up were over the last three years, which just tends to coincide with when C- Cousins showed up. But I'm not just throwing this all on Cousins just so we don't get hate mail and everything. Not that I care, but you know, <laughs> um, over the last three years, there has been 168 fourth quarter comebacks in during the regular season of the NFL, the Vikings have one, mm. one out of 168. There's 32 teams over the span of what? How long over the span of the last three seasons? Holy shit. That is so that, eight, 18, 19 and 20. That might be the worst Viking and, stat I've ever heard. And you want to know yeah. why? Because, not only can our is our quarterback not clutch and doesn't have the you know the uh the clutch gene for lack of a better term to be able to lead us down the field like a Mahomes, like a Russell Wilson, like an Aaron Rodgers. Our offensive play calling, you look at all these two-minute drives. We've had three or four opportunities this year on on two-minute drives to end a game where we could have come down to either tie or win. Tennessee. Uh, the game against Dallas. There was another one. Um, we couldn't have. Well, if Seattle we had stopped Seattle, te- technically Seattle, if we would have scored on that fourth, you know, that fourth down, yeah. the game would have been over. But you know, you you look at the play calling when we when we get into that two minute offense, it's like whoever's calling the plays has never figured out. How, I mean, they just picked up a playbook and let's. You know, here, let's uh, shit up, 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 here, let's try this. But you, but then you get down and then it seems like on any time we have a fourth down or whatever it is, to, you know, fourth and six, fourth and nine, whatever, and Cousins did it this last weekend. On that fourth down play, he hauls back and just heaves it down the field like he's throwing a damn Hail Mary when we only need to get eight right. to 10 yards to get a down. first down and keep the ball. And we still had plenty of time. We still had a timeout in our pocket. We could have thrown it over the middle to the tight end, got the 10 yards that we needed, move the chains. I mean, we only needed to get in field goal range to tie the game and send it into overtime. We didn't absolutely have to have a touchdown, you know, a touchdown would have won the game, but a field goal at least would have put us into overtime and give us another chance. But and then part of this falls back on Zimmer's philosophies too. I mean, you know, Zimmer's a defensive guy. His offense always see, or his the offense always seems like it's just a necessary evil to him. 
He wants them to score just enough and then his, put it in the hands of his defense to win the game. You know, defensive guy, I want my defense to be winning us the games. And for a lot of Zimmer's tenure, we were able to do that because we had a good enough defense. He's still playing that way, and our defense is not good enough anymore. So, you know, we're, we have, the, you know, with the running joke, we could put up 40 points any, any time we wanted to. We need to be doing that more often, you know, put up 30, at least 30-plus points because our d- defense is going to give up 25 to 30 points. But now, we're still playing that uber-conservative, you know, Zimmer's playing like it's 1994. You know, we're going to run the ball. We're going to score just enough points to where we should be able to win it. And then, oh, the defense couldn't hold, and we lost. Well, yeah, it, it's uh, – <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to argue any of that. It's it's the philosophy, and it's a it problem. Is. It's the, the – we're going to build around the run first. And the run first works great if you're winning. But if you get to where you're behind, it doesn't because you've just eliminated that weapon. And that mm-hmm. last two minutes, do you see us handing off to Dalvin Cook to run up the middle or off tackle or whatever? No, that does not happen. Yeah, we could throw him a screen. Um, but well, two and that's the problem two is, to win that game. The drive they had, they had the ball with before that on a four, they, minute, yeah, a four minutes or whatever it was so to they, go. Yeah, they blew it on two drives at the end. Right, but they play with the the type of philosophy they have, where they want to run to set up the pass to run, you know, and feature the run game. They've got to play from ahead, and it, not necessarily the score, but close to it where they're playing and they have the whole playbook to include, you know, Dalvin up the middle, Dalvin off tackle, whatever. And when that uh, when that gets taken away and they don't have that ability to do that and they're forced well, into we must throw the ball and we must yeah. catch up from behind, they have not been able to do that. It as an offense. When you look at when you look at it, what 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 is Kirk Cousins best at? Play action. Play action. And what's play action take, based off of, Drew? Play action is based off the run. The threat of the run. Two-minute two drive, everybody and their dog knows we're not going to be running the ball with a minute and 15 seconds, minute and 30 seconds left. That takes away but, the play action. It takes away the threat. The threat of the run is gone. So they know we're going to throw. So they can pin their ears back, come after Cousins, because they know if they can rattle him, get him off script, bad things tend to happen, and we're not going to run down the field or, you know, move ourselves down the field, get to field goal range, get a touchdown, whatever the case may be. Okay, I have a question, though. I have a question. What Dave just said, the philosophy that Zimmer has or Kubiak has or at this point I'm starting to think they're the same person, is the run to set up the pass. If it's the run to set up a pass, okay, if it's the run to set up the pass, why the hell – do the Vikings run it on second and ten every time? Yeah, we are we are by far the no. I'm just the asking if the philosophy run is run, to set up, run the ball to set up the pass every time the Vikings are in second long, they hand that ball to Cook every time. There's a because guy we run, I follow, to, we run to set the pass up on third down. 
Explain to me that then, if that's the philosophy of the There's team. There's a guy on Twitter I follow called, uh, I think it's Computer Cowboy or something it. like I'm that. I'm not exaggerating. They do it every second oh. long. Dave. That they makes marvelous charts. And I did not save off this week's. <laughs> but Oh, you love that guy. I do. I love that. <laughs> but he was talking about on this week's chart was expectation of running. What was it? Expectation of running on first down versus or on second down versus pass. Right. And they had, you know, here's where we expect you to run. And these teams on this side of the chart actually passed on these team on this side of the chart when they should be passing, they actually ran. Well, one of the biggest ones on that last group was the Vikings. It was the second to bottom. The worst, believe it or not, is Cleveland. But it's always that second and long. And, mm-hmm. and and it's just I I don't I don't know the answer for it. I don't know why they think that works when you have a quarterback and you have two the top three graded by PFF receivers in the league, two of them are on your team. And Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And why you aren't giving them more balls, you know, targeting them on passes blows my mind. It does not make logical sense. Football Coaching football is simple. You exploit the other guy's weakness. Part of it is I don't think Zimmer and Kubiak trust Cousins enough. I think after that first six-game stretch – I think they, they that, you know, that, that's that's when they started raining him back in and going more to the run. I don't think they trust him enough to let it to have him let it fly like that, like he should be doing. They don't trust him enough. They haven't no. trusted him for a long time. It's not anything that's recent. But now that you bring up the guts of the two minute drill, I have a question for both of you guys. In both the Tennessee game and this Dallas game, Dallas had the ball for a long drive leading up to the two minute drive, naturally to mm-hmm. score. Tennessee had that long-ass drive where they took the lead. What? And then the Vikings come out and run these horrible – they look like a squirrel in traffic. They don't look like – my question is, what were they doing on the sideline between Cousins and Kubiak? Was there any preparation for a two-minute drive? Because it doesn't look like there is. That is a brilliant question. Every time you see the the sidelines, Kirk is sitting off on the edge of the bench by himself just staring at a – surface tablet or whatever the hell it is, you know, he's not over there talking to Gary or Clint, you know, quarterback, coach, offensive coordinator. He's not talking to his receivers. He's not talking to Dalvin cook. He's not doing any of this stuff. He's just sitting over there in a the corner. On the Titans game, the Titan, the last yeah. four plays in that Titans game, Dave, did that, that look like any kind of formulated plan? No, and that and that's what irritates that, that, that me to that no end. Drive, that was the drive is, that Zimmer called the disaster or the clusterfuck or whatever they right. called it. What, and were, that, what were they doing for 20 minutes while, tech, while Tennessee had the ball? What were the fuck were they doing? Drinking Gatorade. That's when you formulate it. That's when you come up with the game plan. Come on. No, well, yes, you do. But you also should be thinking of those scenarios all during the offseason. All during absolutely um, preseason during the, during the week of practice, drilling those, doing the two-minute drill, and going, "Oh shit, we've got this. This is our situation." Details, the situational baby. football, and they haven't 
done it. The Vikings had a perfect what? fake punt call. Perfect fake punt call. And the reason Absolutely. They just didn't cover the details of explaining it to everybody what to do. They, the perfect time to call that, it was it was great. It would have well, worked. And, and, but and you that's high school, players but, what to do. But the problem with the thing that screwed that fake punt up was the fact that Boyd wasn't set before the snap was going. That he was too excited. Level, <laughs> that was high school level. I, great, I was excited. I was excited too when I saw his ass wide open out you can't, there. You can't jump around though. You got to maintain no, your cool. You, you, you can't know, have an illegal. I mean, that's shot. a discipline issue. It doesn't get much more fundamental. Details than all details. Of the you need to be set easy. before the snap. Yeah, it, I can like, it's a discipline it's off issue. season, off season during the week, all that. You work on Belichick. He does situational practices. He lines up all his guys and goes, "All right, it's third and goal from the seven. What are we going to do?" That's how they practice. All situations, right. all plays, all details. That's all they do. Yeah. And you notice they're that, good at the details. And that's what, and that's what the special team. Well, and that's you know our special teams have been horseshit for the last month. Most you know, of the but season. this season. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, what, what do they wish. do? They not do they not even practice special teams? I'm yelling at Boyd going, stop jumping around. But, you know, all actuality, I don't think anybody told him he couldn't shift. I don't think he knew. Speaking of special teams, I have been prepped for it. Our new (laughs) long snapper. (laughs) Dave loves him the long snappers. Absolutely. Isn't that Benji Gideon's number? I I see it is. Oh, poor Benji. Bye, Benji. Well, Benji's gone. Andrew to... Pola, yeah. or something on hey, you got you got nine seconds to spend on the long snapper. Go. No, that was it. I just oh, I got okay. I stuck okay. him in. That's all I needed to do. I prep for him. I, I got a whole bunch of other pictures too ready. I didn't have any but, problem with the snap. I got one. No, I, got I didn't one either. More thing to say, one more thing to say about next last week before we move on. Yeah. If I ever see Chris Jones pull another. I mean, I think that when I when I saw that, I the first thing I thought of was the movie Major oh. League. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball! Don't give me that old label. <laughs> shit, you know. I mean, if he if he if I ever see him do that on the field again, I'm driving down to Egan and I'm kicking his ass myself. There you go. Well, we'd watched Chris Chris Jones over the last few weeks and thought, hey, this kid's pretty good. He's good in zone coverage. But when he's man-on-man, which we played a lot of cover one in the first um, half, which is man-on-man, and he's going against Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's running the slant on him. Cooper ate his lunch, stole his freaking cookies. And he cannot keep up. And people wonder, why didn't he make it in Arizona and stuff like that? He's great. This is why. He's good at zone coverage. He's horrible at man coverage. And he got his. And apparently ass he's horrible at, on run defense too. Because I mean, it's it's like he was he he looked like he was a gunner running down on the punt, and the guy just all of a sudden calls a fair catch. He comes back, and he, I mean, he he basically pulled up and let the goddamn backup running back go for forty two and a touchdown. And it's, it's everybody it's frustrating. And it's not like he was even. It's not like he was trying to, you know, going to tackle Adrian Peterson. I mean, in his prime, you know, we always wa- used to watch people hate to hit Adrian because you know they were going to run over him. I mean, you're basically letting Let Joe Bag of Donuts run, you know, 
run right by him everybody on this in Dallas stuff. caught everybody in Dallas caught a slant pattern by the way every player on their fucking team caught a slant yeah pattern. even the <laughs> unbelievable are we going to stop the slant anytime soon but talking about hits what was it Vanderesh hit cook and then cook had to come out yeah. with his face mask changed out because oh, yeah. he bent his face mask that's good old fashioned but, football. Love that. Yeah, but there, yeah, okay, yeah. Not, why, why was that not a penalty for defenseless receiver hit? But every time Harrison Smith does the same exact fucking thing, because it's the he Vikings. Fifteen yards. The Vikings. It's. I told. Hey, did I not tell you Osborne was going to fumble? Did I not tell you that? Yeah, I said. And like I said <laughs> last week, when you start calling him Ozzy, that's pretty fitting because he looked like freaking Ozzy Osborne out there again. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. <laughs> I think we beat Dallas to death. Yeah, we that went game. a little bit far. I, want, I always like to get Rhino's take because we don't get to talk to him after the game. So it's, I always like to get his. Uh, he's down at the local stuff. bar checking out the local. Uh, Honeys? Well, yeah, sites, whatever you want to call it. I was deer hunting this week. Okay, you're in I'm the woods. I'm to the bar and check out Honeys. It's North Dakota. There's not any woods, Dave. You know that. There is down at the. I could show you some. I'll get back with well, you. Of course, yeah, but not down here. All I, right. As we get out to Carolina, I did talk to Matt Rule today for about a half, about thirty seconds. Did you? What yeah, you I did. Say? I asked him, "What's the game plan? What's your offensive game plan against the Vikings?" Guess what he said? I'm going to run it on first down for six yards. Then I'm going to throw a slant. I'm going to do that all the way down the field. <laughs> and I'm score a touchdown. And I said, "Can you get what else are you going to do?" That's it. That's it. Odd what else do I have to do? Mike Dallas got six yards of rush, and then Dalton threw a little, little, little out patterns and little slants, and that's how they got down the field the whole day. They were running it at six yards a clip all day. So, uh-huh. and Ezekiel got his first hundred yard game of the season. Question: Will eight and eight get you to the playoffs? No, no, gonna, I don't think. Be, even with that extra nine seat and that- seven. How are they going to get? I think you're going to have to be at least nine and seven because there's too many teams that are. I mean, they're already there's already six teams that have seven wins. I think, Carter. Guys, they lost at home We're to two Dallas. Two games behind Cardinals. They lost at home to Dallas and they lost at home to the Falcons. I mean, come on. Yeah. When are they going to drag out four more wins? They have four. They've had four the whole season. They're going to get four more. What? They only have how many games they got left? Here, it's, let's look. Come on, they're not winning. This Sunday's not even a guarantee. Come on. There's your schedule. Saints, we're not winning that game. Probably not winning that Tampa Bay game. And to be honest, I don't even know if we're going to win this Sunday's game. Well, if numbers say we're flat out, we're flat out neck and neck with Carolina. That's what the numbers say. Well, and right now if I, you have right now, I think you're a three and a half point favorite to Carolina right now, which you get you get three points for being the home team. So not, I mean, not this season. <laughs> this season you're only getting one. Normally it's three and a half, but this season you're only. Getting I didn't one. see four wins on there. I saw. No. Well, by the way, nice graphic. Good work on the graphic. Like well, that. you if you took Lions, um, Bears, Jags, and possibly Carolina, there's your four wins. But you got to do that. Yeah, but, but but on you know that last Detroit game, where I mean we're we are one and four at home this year. Yeah, I know the That's Bears. The Bears crazy. Are, you think the Bears are going to play that bad again? You really think so? Fuck no! They're going to come in here a lot better than they were in Soldier Field. All right, and, and I don't, I don't know. like I said, that 
that last game of the season against Detroit, I mean, by that time, we, you know, we may have a bunch of people that are checking out, you know, saying, and Detroit could very easily beat us. Yeah, and Dave, they could be I'd under be the, the new I'd coach like Atlanta going, hey, we want to prove something. Dave, if we were in the NFC East, Dave, I'd be all with you on this playoff run. I would. <laughs> if oh, yeah, we were yeah, in the NFC really East, would. we'd be in first place. Yeah, we, we'd have a one-game lead in the, in the NFC East right now. Half yeah. game, yeah. It, it kind of feels like yeah. that Cowboy game took all the playoff uh, away. It did. Took all the playoff it did. Yeah, it, it basically the, did. And I saw a realistic percentage. Of making the playoffs, it's down to one point seven percent. Yeah, when you take factor in strength of schedule, who you're playing, all that, blah 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 blah, one point seven percent. You got a better chance of pouring a drink with Kate Upton, Dave Stefano, than you do the Vikings getting in the playoffs. That is a nice thought. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they, they just got to play it out and. They'll probably, you know, the Vikings, they'll probably lose the games you just said, and they'll beat the Buccaneers and Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vikings, that's, you know, they'll yeah. probably do something like that. But Ooh. we're playing it out. We're fans. We're going to see what happens the rest of the season. But we could certainly spoil a couple teams that are in the running, uh-huh. including the Buccaneers yeah. and the Saints. We could screw their they screw their lives up badly because they, they are of, in the running. Speaking teams. of the Saints, even though it's not this week, it's obviously a, basically a month from now. Did you see Drew Brees's? Numbers of crack ribs keep going up. I couldn't like believe that. What is it, nine or something? Twelve or fifteen or some odd yeah, number. Last time I heard was twelve. What? What the hell did he get hit by a bus? I don't know. What the? Yeah, he what, got ran over by a bus. What are his bus- ribs made? What has he got? Top ramen ribs? What are his ribs made out of? Well, and they all wear. Oh, all the quarterbacks wear the rib protectors. Twelve ribs. He's not playing again this year, I don't think. But no. they originally said two weeks. <laughs> no. no. If he's back for the playoffs, that would be a mate error. There's there's nothing more than I would like being our season's over than to ruin the state season for what, a fourth <laughs> year in a row or something? Oh, that would be sweet. Haven't we haven't we ruined three of their seasons or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Two so. or two of the last three because the, the miracle game, the game last year, and then the one in between there was that one where they had that blatant pass interference where the Rams ended up beating them. So they've gotten they've gotten kicked out the last three because of in Isn't that Christmas Park Day or something? That is Christmas yeah. Day. Yes. Oh, uh, we know it's coming for a present. And it'll year. be a great show for it to rock. <laughs> We're going to win that big game. old Christmas. bag full of reindeer <laughs> shit and Sean Payton stocking. Uh-huh. That'll be our one big win of the season we could all celebrate. Now. What happens this weekend? What are we going to do with these guys? I was going to ask you, what sort of numbers do you have when it comes to the Vikings versus the Panthers? They're pretty much middle of the road all the way through both these teams. If you look at their uh, offense versus defense, I mean, look at the Panthers, 18 and 19. They're straight across the board about the same. Yeah, uh, versus if you look at our offense versus their defense, it's about identical. Mm-hmm. Well, our offense is eighth, and, and that, you know, at least that's what I, I don't know what you got written here. I have eighth. I, don't know. I have eighth overall yards, and they're 18th <laughs> eighth in overall, overall yards. yards. But if you look at their offense against our defense, it's pretty. All the numbers are pretty equal. There's not really anything that stands out. They're a little bit better in turnover ratio than we are, but we've been kind of sucking buttermilk in the turnover ratios all year. So, 
Um, I don't really know if one team has a big advantage this week. It looks it, by the number standards, David and Rhino, it looks nip and tuck the whole way through. It does. So now, so. on my slide here, I compared Kirk Cousins Excellent. to Teddy Bridgewater because we think Teddy Bridgewater will be the one starting. Ah, uh, doesn't I don't know where are you getting that information from? I think he's still. He, he he's was practice, a, he's, he's a full practice today. Oh, he was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and if you look, they're equal numbers, 10 games. Teddy's got a better completion record. Teddy's got a little bit more yards per game. Teddy's got less TDs, unsurprisingly. Teddy's got less interceptions. What? He always has less TDs than Kirk Cousins. And uh, Teddy's QBR is a little bit less. He's right on cue for his 14 TD season, Teddy Bridgewater. Look, he's got 13. He's got 13 already. He's got 13, so he'll pass 14 this week probably. But he has – He's got got 13 already when Big Ben gets that in a fucking month. (laughs) Right. But he doesn't have Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen either. Nor does he have Dalvin Cook in a row back. Christian McCaffrey's only played three games this season. Yeah, he's probably not going to have McCaffrey this week. Give me the Carolina Carolina wideouts. Carolina wideouts. Ooh, without was... looking, without looking, quit looking. It's oh, a trivia. but I've got pictures of them. Um, I think isn't it Samuel Curtis Samuel, one of them. Curtis Sam, Samuel, Samuel is one the of them. Used, the guy that used to be on the Jets. That one guy, Robbie. Moore. You got that Robbie Curtis Anderson. Samuel. You got DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson. Yep. DJ and Robbie Moore. Anderson's are third. What guy. are you talking? Those are those are damn good players right there, man. What are you talking about? Those aren't yeah, scrubs. They're, yeah, they're not slouches. No, they're not they're slouches. Not, they're not the, they're not Thielen and Jefferson, but they're not bad. No, I've seen worse cores than that. I mean mm-hmm. and who's running the ball? Mike Davis or somebody? Uh, that's no, one of them. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, McCaffrey's out. McCaffrey, yeah, well, he, he was a lim- he was limited in practice today, so he was practicing, but he, I think I thought I already heard he's going to be out. I do have the injury report. We'll get yeah. to that. I mean, um, looking, looking at the injury report right now, McCaffrey was a limited participant on Wednesday, it says. Isn't Carolina coming off a shutout? I mean, I know it was the Lions yeah. and everything. Detroit 20 to, they beat Detroit 20 to nothing. Nothing. They didn't give up any points. So we got our work cut out for us. Oh, it's not going to be easy. It's not a, no, it's not. Oh, by far, it's not yeah, a cakewalk. Um, I know it's the Lions, but the Lions, you know, they can't get they can't get a touchdown. I mean, mm. I didn't know Carolina. Apparently not. PF, there's the spread. PF, or Vegas had it at minus four with a forty-eight point five over under. And why right. PFS has us ranked so this high? I think they're on fucking drugs. Pardon my language. There you go. Yeah, there's no way in hell we're uh, we're sixth in offense. I think the over under is pretty accurate on that forty eight five, but probably I don't know, man. This is going to be. I don't want. It's, I mean, I think Carolina's twice the team Dallas is, and kind of let them run up and down the field on us, and have to see what happens. Yeah. Well, what I mean, Drew? You asked me today. The question was. Uh, yeah. You asked how many freaking lead, uh, leads do you need to win for our defense? And I answered, how far does do we have to be ahead not to worry in the last two minutes? 
You know, Cousins gave us the lead two different times and we couldn't hold it. Say what you want about that last drive. Come on, yeah. Vikings, you got to hold the lead. Come on. Right. But for us to 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 not be worried and not have my heart going thud 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 thud, and what, you know, thirty points. Well, we need to be up two scores within that last two minutes, and then the whole playbook's open. We can uh, run Dalvin and to realistic, eight clock. realistically that. Realistically, that two scores needs to be more than ten points. It needs to be like thirteen points or something like or eleven. Preferably, points. but ten so, points even so, something. So, but something where a touchdown and a field goal is not going to tie it up because, you know, we've seen it happen before. They'll, they'll get a touchdown, then they get an on, right. then they get an onside kick, then they move down and and get into field goal range right away. So, well, I mean, then then we all join flip and say fire them all. No, you've been saying that already. You're the only one that hasn't been playing that. Listen, listen. The longer a fire, as long as a Viking game goes on, the long, the more it seems they get scared. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. As the more their ass is puckering, they, as the fourth quarter wears away, they get more and more. They tentative, don't have. They don't have worried. that killer instinct, Gene. They don't have a killer instinct like we were talking about this the other day, Drew. When you're up by a touchdown, you should be go- your goal should be to go up by two touchdowns. <laughs> if you're up by two touchdowns, your goal should be to go up by three touchdowns. You get towards the end of the game and you're up by three scores or something like that, then you can make, you know, start playing the clock and whatever all else. But I mean, we get up by a field goal and Zimmer's like, okay, we're going to hold that now. You know, we can start going conservative on the offense. And that's when we well, seem like we start going three and out. No, he doesn't we're playing aggressive we're, on we're, the defense. Look at that stat that Courtney Cronin threw up there about the pressures on Dalton. The four times they yeah. did pressure him was completely bad place for Dallas. We'll keep pressuring him then. Come on. Right. Well, that, but no, that's a but good we thing. Could, we couldn't get pressure with the front four. That was the problem. They the only ran four. like 12 blitzes the whole game or something ungodly low yeah. versus the previous game where we were blitzing like crazy. Now, I did but hear the difference, that Andy The difference Dal- there was we, we, we were not scared that Chicago was going to run the ball because they couldn't. Dallas could run the ball, so he were holding sure. back to trying to stop the run, and they were still running all over us. Plus, Andy Dalton could read a blitz and dump really off. He's point. got a quick yeah. read-to-throw time period, and he was beating the blitzers weren't getting there because he was releasing the ball so quick. But mm-hmm. yeah, but one, they, two, three, they only ran like a dozen, and that was it, which is extremely low. It's Dalton the lowest of the season. Drive the field twice on him, Rhino, to beat him. That's what I they did. I know. I know. I was watching it. Slant. Slant. Yep. Run. Slant. Was, that, was, that, was I the only oh. one getting mad at the slant? Was it just me about the slant? No. Was it just Drew? Oh, it seemed like every other play was that he, Amari slant. Cooper was schooling Jones. But anyways, what were you are we going to Andy see Sullivan? that from Carolina? If I was Carolina, I'd try to mirror if that. Matt, if Matt Rule's smart, yeah, we will see that from Carolina. We'll see it a heavy dose of it from any team we play until we prove that we can stop it. We'll see it next week. We'll see it next week against Jacksonville. And I'd rather lose being aggressive than I would lose. Absolutely. 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 If you're going to sell out and get burned on a a nine route, so be it. But at least I fucking tried. At least I tried to pressure him. Not not that. I mean, play to win. And if it doesn't work out for you, at least you gave it a shot. Don't play not to lose because when you play not to lose, 
nine freaking times out of ten, you lose. When you got Cook, Thielen, and Justin Jefferson, why wouldn't you want to be aggressive? I mean, come right. on. And you throw, you throw in Smith and Rudolph, too, in the tight ends. I mean, for Christ's sakes. Be aggressive. Absolutely. Isn't that a saying? Was that, is that a cheer? Be aggressive? Be, be aggressive or something? It is. I mean. Yeah. I'd be, oh. I'd be, man, I'd love to run some, I'd love to run the playbook for one game with those guys. With Cook and fucking Jefferson and Thielen. Not to brag, but I think Drew's putting up a 50-burger with those guys. Well, yeah, and and you should. With yeah. the talent level, we even with the O-line issues, you should, and we do have O-line issues, I, I want to see Ezra Cleveland back so bad. But but re- realistically, Mr. Invisible was the highest-rated offensive lineman last week. But his issue has always been getting to the second level. Uh, right. I saw a breakdown of the film. He was only asked to get to the second level three times this game, which is next to nothing. Yeah, and he Eight whiffed completely on yards. one of them. But the guy hasn't played in three years either, so. <laughs> too many mistakes. Eight penalties or eighty yards yeah. is too much, guys. You can't have that many. Absolutely. Uh, granted, whether they're justified or not, it's too many. Right. He needs to have them ready. Dave. Mm-hmm. Is it with the right attitude? I'm I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of. Yes, there are some excuses, but I'm tired of them. You've got at least come out aggressive, mentally ready to go. And if you lose, then you lose. Right. There we go. But if you're not coming out mentally and you're coming out flat, oh, I hate that shit. I it's it. it's it. It's it. Ziggy and Mark. Here's a little advice to you. That drives us fans absolutely crazy. I want heart. I want all heart. If we lose, we lose. But if we have heart, I'll buy the tickets. I'll buy the memorabilia, the jerseys, the hats. What's Carolina's record? Are they out of it? Are they in it? What's their record? They're out of it, aren't they? I think they're out of it. I think they're like six and five, aren't they? No, I they don't are? think they're that good. No. I thought they were like four and six like that. I thought Maybe they were like two and something. No, they've got like, they they got four or five wins for so sure. So they're not playing for any division, right? No. Um, well, I mean, they're in, a, they're in the no. same division as Saints and like Ta- Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tampa. They I mean, the goose realistically, they, they're, last week. you know, they could be maybe in line for, a, for a, that last wild card spot, I guess, you know. For some reason, I was thinking they had five no. or six wins, but no, 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 I don't think they do. I'm looking it up. Come on, NFL. Do 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 the schedule <coughs> standings. When's Rhino going to get his gobblehorn picks in too? I wanted to go over that with him. That's I, good gave, I gave him. To, I already gave him to you. I you sent did? him to you like the day. Yeah, I sent him to you the day that you put the thing out. I better double check my list. Maybe I maybe I put him in there and I didn't double check my list. Yeah, because I sent I sent him over on IM to you, so you should have him. Okay. Carolina's four and seven. Four and seven. Basically okay. the same as us. So. But yeah, the same record we got, basically. We're four and six. I mean, they, they haven't they, had their bye they, yet. They, they, they haven't had their bye week yet. There's something to be said. The, say what you want about their record. That team didn't have McCaffrey last week, and they didn't have Teddy Bridgewater. Take your and starting they, running back and your starting quarterback and they sh- away, and, and, they, they, sh- won, and they, won, they went on the road. And weren't they in Detroit too? 
I'm not sure where it was played, but Re- you take regardless. the quarterback and you, you, this will you tell take us. those two guys off and, no, they they won, were home. and they won the game. Oh, that was okay. And they won the game. Home. And, but they won the game twenty to nothing without their quarterback and their right. running back. That's that's impressive. There's no way to uh, no other way to look at it. Be being impressive. CMC's I mean, only Cousins been available for three team. games. Mm-hmm. Are we winning twenty to nothing if you take Cousins and Cook away from the Vikings? We can't win twenty to nothing with them. <laughs> <laughs> we could score oh, twenty points, the, but that's the quote of the show right there, Rhino. <laughs> I mean, PJ Walker, PJ Carlson, whatever his name is. I mean, all right, PJ Fleck. I know you've been avoiding this the entire time. What do you expect from this man? Dun dun dun. I, I, you know what? To clear the air for all anybody that might be listening, I I like Teddy. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a serviceable quarterback, and he's got a great smile. I only, I only nice, get upset nice with people too. that when people overpraise him and put him in the elite category based on him being a nice guy. That's all I've ever said about Teddy. I like his. I think he has good game. He's in, but he's an average quarterback. He's never, he's never done anything for people to talk about him as being like Warren Moon. I don't see it. No, the, the two the two I years he was here. What, what were the numbers I told you earlier today, Drew? That he's seventeen and eleven, like twenty seven touchdowns, nineteen interceptions. And sixty-one hundred yards—that's a hundred or two hundred and twenty yards a game. About with a yeah. damn good defense. About. With a damn yeah, good with a damn good that's defense. But he was developing, but, and that's the North Turner restrained. Let's run the football offense. Yeah, but I mean, but but he, like, he's, put, he's put up. On, he's put up on that pedestal like freaking Fran Tarkenton and stuff it, it, yeah, in this not. fan base I by mean, his. By a certain group, not by everybody, but by a oh, certain group I'll, of people. Hey, I'm an advocate. When you I, looked I like at the Teddy, in-depth stats I, I, and you I looked like, at his like medium-range passes and all that stuff, he was If Teddy Bridgewater no, did what Kirk Cousins did in that Cowboys game, I guarantee you Dave would have said, it's the defense who lost us that game by not holding those leads. He no. wouldn't have gave Teddy an F because he likes Teddy more than Cousins. Oh, That's that I agree. I do like Teddy more than Cousins. Look at it from football standpoint. Don't bring the like into it. That has nothing to do with it. It doesn't have anything to do with it. it no, you gotta you got, look at it straight across the board. Football. You got football. John Doe versus I, Joe Bag of Donuts. You look at the I two think of them together. Teddy has Cousins a better future than Kirk Cousins. But but you wouldn't have blamed that win on that loss last week on Teddy Bridgewater. You would I know. might have. I it, de- it depends. No, if he would have missed be. those throws. <laughs> But Teddy, Teddy didn't have the. Teddy wasn't missing missing the clutch gene. He Wait. could drive people back at the give end me, of the game, and he did for thirty seconds. What one year? I think it was two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. It's fifteen. He was still he was with us, right? Mm-hmm. It's fifteen. We had a game in Arizona, and we had a game in Denver. He fumbled, and both of those games we had the ball with the last possession. Rhino. And Teddy fumbled mm-hmm. both possessions. Right, but granted, granted, the both of those he was not. driving yeah. downfield. Yeah. Come on, man. Gr- granted, the he was. When Kirk fumbles, when Cousins fumbles, yeah. oh, he's a piece of shit. If that's because I don't like Kirk Cousins as much as I like Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> right. So yeah, you you just I right admit back. that I you're taking I just you're taking personal opinion of, of a course. person. That's what fans versus, do. Ta- versus taking the statistical analysis. 
well, the statistical analysis, they're about equal. Actually, I think Teddy's just a slightly above, but they're both at yeah. the middle range Kurt, of quarterbacks. Kurt puts up higher, better numbers than Teddy does. He always has. Except but for wins. Is, when it came to the Except, Denver, well, but, Arizona, but Bri- he fumbled the game. Bridgewater through. hasn't oh. put up – Bridgewater doesn't have an overwhelmingly win versus loss record. I mean, he, he was, like I said, 27 and 11 – or 27 and 19, I think, when he was here. Okay, so, Something like that. He was seven, eight games he over. Put up average numbers because twenty-seven and twenty-one. He was. He was seven games over five hundred, I believe. Or and Kirk right, Cousins. I think the most he's Kirk ever Cousins been over five hundred at any time yeah. in his career has been like three games. Right, but neither what I'm saying is, people. Neither guy. You, you've got you've you've got these groups. You've got the Cousins lovers who say, "Look at his stats. Look at his stats. Look at his stats." And then you got the Teddy Tubbies who said. The stats don't matter. He's got the it factor, and and just just look at what he can do. Oh, yeah. You can't mm-hmm. have it both ways. You either right. look at the stats or you don't look at the stats. You can't look at the stats because you like this guy, and don't look at the stats because you like that guy. You were talking yep. about consistency earlier with officiating, Dave. You got to be consistent on how you analyze players too. You got to take the personal oh, feelings about a certain player out of it. The hell you don't that's really well. That's really well said. I mean, because if, am you're, I not, wrong? if you're not going to talk about it just on football terms, what's the purpose of talking about it? If you're going to let your person exactly, then you're just a fanboy. Well, yeah. Oh, I admit I like <laughs> Teddy. Well, I like I like Teddy too, but I can set aside my personal feelings when, and I don't. I'm not a Cousins fan. You, you guys all know that. I like him too, but he's not Warren Moon. Let's stop with right. that. He's exactly. Average. He's not. He's, he's not Randall Cunningham. He's not Warren Moon. He's not average. Je- he's average. He's not even. He's not Jeff George. He's not Tommy Kramer. He's not. You know. No. No, he's not. Could he have been? But if if as t- uh, if Ted Glover would say, ice has blew his knee up. Maybe. You know, he kind of looked like he might have been poised to take a step in 2016, but we'll never know because, you know, he had an IED planted yeah, out in the no. middle of the practice field and he stepped on it or whatever I, the hell happened. But guy get, of course, he, this isn't giving me You go 14 for 24 for 160 yards and one touchdown. There's nothing to write home about. I mean, come on. Yeah, but how much no. of that is play calling? That, he's but, been like that his whole no, career, though. But like but I said, at, how much of that is play calling? Yeah, but you were blaming if you don't it on call a pass play, earlier. you're not going to get reps. You you were you were blaming it on Norv Turner earlier, Dave. Dave, hey, Dave. I was. You were blaming it on Norv Turner earlier. Norv ran the Air Coriel offense, which is predicated on the deep passing and all this other stuff. It's not the Shanahan slash Kubiak run first, run second, and throw if you got time scenario we've got right now. So Teddy, underneath what should, what is always considered a passing offense, you look back when Don Coryell was with the Chargers and you had Dan Fouts and everybody else running that stuff, they were throwing the ball all over the place back then. Oh, hell yeah. By that thing, Teddy should have had no, they were 5,000 yards a season. They are going. I, the char- they were running with Adrian mainly, <coughs> and they were doing their sh- mostly the short dink and ducks. Teddy's overall career win loss record is fifty four and forty four. Yeah, average. And fi- five of those wins well, came above last year five hundred versus below five hundred like Kirk Cousins. That's what I'm saying. They're both they're both relatively Eric, equal and at that level. Remember that Dan yeah. Fouts, Wes Chandler, 
Charlie Joyner, Kellen Winslow, Winslow, Donnie Woods. Man, that was a good offense. That was, that, was a, that was a fun offense to watch. The Vikings better pressure Teddy. He's been around. Not, we can call him a veteran now, right? He's not a kid anymore. No, nice he's a veteran. Go along, yeah. but if, you let, if you let him sit back there like the Red Rifle did, this is his, he's going to kill us. He's in his sixth season. Kill us. Not First, a missed couple, but so, you know, what, with know if Zimmer, Zimmer, Zimmer might have a couple things. He knows a little bit of Teddy's flaws. He can kind of maybe take care of that, but. I guarantee if they sit back in that vanilla bullshit, Bridgewater likes those eight yard square outs and those. Slides, he'll dude. he'll destroy him. Yeah. Oh, well, like like we, like we were talking earlier, Drew. You know, I li- I listened to Zimmer's Zoom conference this morning on the radio. I quit watching those; it waste of my I, fucking time. You know, the only reason I had it on was because I had the radio on in my office, and it and it came on because I was listening Same to K-Fan. shit every week. Right, but yeah. you know the when anytime the reporters said anything asked. The que- any kind of a question about Teddy, you could tell that. I mean, and they were Zimmer still doing it. Zimmer still loves this kid like he's his own son. He does. You know, he, he'll sit. Teddy hasn't been on this team for three years now, and they still and he talk still about talks texting about him, each other. Talks about him like he's his favorite player and all this and everything else. Hey, you had Case hey. Keenum who went twelve and three, and he couldn't say a one good thing about Keenum the entire freaking season other than one time he's like well the guy's got big balls yeah no brass balls or something like big that. balls yes. those big, big balls. balls all right no. big balls zimmer zimmer lets the personal card but, get into his coaching way too so much. you know, know he does Z- to Tony, so Zim- zimmer's to not gonna blitz teddy because he doesn't want to hurt him no 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 no, no. he'll want to win this game they even asked him about that at the press conference he'll want to win the game no. but he won't be heartbroken if bridgewater's walking off a winner either and that's probably a problem yeah. No, he'll be pissed that his defense didn't do what he wanted his defense to do or his offense didn't do what they wanted. he wanted them to do or the special team screwed up again and he's about to fire Maloof. Yeah. Do you think think Chuck Knoll and Marv Levy cared about the quarterbacks after three years after they left their team? Nope. They didn't because you can't let that shit bother you. You you shouldn't care about the player. If if your player leaves in the offseason, you shouldn't care about him the upcoming season. You can still talk to him, do whatever all else, but when it comes to game time, that guy is your freaking mortal enemy, and you do everything in your power to shut him down for that game. Once the game is over, you can go to to the 50-yard line, shake hands, hog, whatever. Case Keenum gave Mike Zimmer his best career here since he's been here. His best season. He hated the guy. I know, but he gave him his best season since he's been head coach. How can he hate him? Hate him. Yeah, Zimmer did not like Keenum crazy. But look how far, look at that season. Look at that record. Look how far they went. NFC title game. How can he dislike a guy that gave him his best season since he's been head coach here? It's amazing. And speaking of which, that season, 2017 season, if you want to read about it, Matthew Collar just came out with his book. The Miracle Season, about 2017. He wrote a book about that one season? About that one season. Well, if he's good enough to write a book about it, then Zimmer should be good enough to say a little praise for Case Keenum, shouldn't he? I would think so. Uh, but, but the big, and I, I'm going to believe this till the day I die, and I've, I've said it before. I think the biggest reason why Zimmer did not like Keenum is because Zimmer hates gunslinger mold quarterbacks who go off script, improvise, and everything else because they drive his defenses nuts 
And Zimmer is so hardwired to be a defensive guy that he couldn't even like a player that did that for, to help his own team. Everything you just he said wants, is where the league is going. Everything you just right, said exactly. is how the league is morphed into but Zim, Zimmer, into. Zimmer wants the guy who's going to follow the script, do what he's told, so on and so forth, you know, which. He's basically. So got he doesn't now. want Mahomes and he doesn't which want is, Russell which, Wilson. Right. Which is what, I mean, he basically has that right now. And so he should love Cousins, but I don't think he does. I don't want that Russell Wilson going off script. That guy ruins no. everything. Keep him out of yeah. here. <laughs> you drive you drive my defense is nuts. Well, Mike, he's not playing against your defense anymore. He drives him nuts in practice. That's bad enough. Do we yeah. win this game? Or do they do the Vikings care enough to win this game, guys? What do you think? It's a toss up. It really is. A lot of crickets right there. A lot of crickets. I hear a lot of crickets. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm I don't have the, a lot of faith. I, you can't call uh, crickets. I don't have the cricket sound loaded up. I don't have a I'm lot. Not, of, I'm not hearing a lot of faith from my friends here about a big blowout. I'm not hearing it. I'm not. I'm not confident that. It, I mean, I was confident we were going to beat Dallas, and look what happened. I'm not too. confident. <laughs> you all I mean, were. I was the only one worried. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I mean, like you said earlier, Drew. On, on paper and the, with the numbers, Carolina and, and the Vikings are very similarly matched. So this game could easily go, even if we both play well, this game could go either way, you know, very easily. They just but if we come out flat or whatever, else, yeah, but you know how things work. And you, and you and I were talking about this earlier too. It wouldn't surprise me one bit for – Bridgewater to come out, throw three freaking touchdowns, 300 yards passing, and and then you've got that chunk of the fan base who still wakes up and oh, worships no. at the feet of okay. Teddy that are going to say, see, 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 we should have kept him and not had co- and not got Cousins in here, blah, 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 you know, Teddy, Teddy, That's Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Oh, I know it is. You got that that – that group of Teddy Tubbies that just can't let things go, let it go. You know that he's not here anymore. I hate to break the news to y'all, cousins and Teddy. Neither of those guys are going to be winning any Super Bowl trophies. So you can jot it down now. You can call me out if I'm wrong, but I feel pretty good placing money on that bet. I'm not going to argue with you. But but Carolina, like I said, they didn't have two of the their best offensive players, and they won by 20 last week. So they're 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 at least coached right. They didn't they didn't. They didn't fall apart without their two top guys, no. so they're coming in here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a scratching cat fight all the way through. I think. I, Speaking I of that. top guys missing, Adam Thielen is presently on COVID reserve. However, I did he hear play, today though, right? Saturday he gets okay that he tested positive on Sunday. The result came Monday. He got thrown on it, but the Monday oh, I didn't test hear he was got negative. Tested positive. I heard he was just around people that had positive tests. I didn't no, he got a positive test. He actually, he actually, he actually oh, he got did. a positive test. So he needs I, I two negative why. tests before he can return. Now, the Monday oh, test that, was, I, I heard I today, that. negative. So if the Tuesday so test, did, which we'll did, hear about it, to, you know, tomorrow, is negative, he'll be good to go. Um, Sundays could have been a false positive. It could have been a false positive. He has or, no symptoms. Or if he tested positive and then tested negative, he was on the tail end of it, which means the two weeks before that, everybody else he was around. But they test. They test. They every test day, every though, day. So. They would have caught it. Should have. So, he, had, so he, he either positive, so he, but he's, he's had one negative since the positive, right? 
Right. He said one. Okay. Yeah. So so either the either the positive was false or that follow up negative was false. One of the two. Just so we'll hey, find, we'll find just out. Don't tell me. Just don't tell me KJ Osborne isn't playing because that's going to send me into a fucking frenzy <laughs> if we don't have that. Oh yeah. Field. We 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 can't. We have no chance if we don't have Ozzy back there returning kicks oh, for us. What a weapon he is. With that, we've been over an hour. Last words there, Rydell. Um, I mean, like, like I said, I, I think this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be nip and tuck. It's going to come down to whoever makes the fewest amount of mistakes. I think, you know, you got You're going to have to play good in all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, which we haven't really been able to do lately. I mean, hopefully we, we can pull it together. You know, these guys, I've been hammering this all year. These guys have got to play with some pride. I mean, and the, that includes the coaches. You know, you see something's not working. Don't keep running the same freaking plays again. Make adjustments. Go out there and do what you need to freaking do to win the game. One of my so, favorite I mean, Grateful Dead albums with the ice cream cone to the forehead. Yeah. That's what it seems like. But I'm not going to give a prediction because I don't feel good about this game one way or the other. Uh, it's going to be a good. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tight game, and we'll just have to see how it plays out. Uh, Drew, I don't know what's going to happen with the Vikings anymore, but I know two things. I do know two things for certain. When Teddy gets sacked and he fumbles, and we recover, I'm going to laugh at Dave on the thread. Go right <laughs> ahead. Second thing, I want everybody out there to have a kick-ass Thanksgiving tomorrow. We're recording. It's Wednesday night now. I want you two gentlemen to have an exceptional Thanksgiving. And that's what I want to concentrate on, is that we're all going to have a good time with our families. We're all going to be safe. And we're going watch to a couple of football some, games. Thing to watch a couple of football games, and we're all going to celebrate. In terms of the Vikings, I'm just playing it out, gentlemen. I'm, I'm hoping we win, but you know, I'm not going to predict anything like Rhino said. I'm just going to sit back and see what happens. But Teddy, Teddy's going to. <laughs> Teddy's going to come in and probably throw 375 yards and four TDs and just irritate people. Dude, it takes takes him three games to do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, and, and Vikings Twitter will go nuts. Oh, yeah. Rhino said it's all going to be re-upted this week. Oh, it was oh, all boy. reborn this week. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, it will. Now, have but, a Thanksgiving, you guys. You too, dude. With that, everybody... I concur. This starts officially the holiday season. Hopefully you can spend it with families, uh, with family members. Unlike me, thanks to governors in two states. Uh, uh, I'm guessing Dave has a couple drinks tomorrow. That's just... Oh, (laughs) trust me. That's already planned. (laughs) I've already got some wine in the fridge. Basically Uh, what I'm doing too, because it... Well, the whole COVID deal with my dad has respiratory issues and some other stuff. So, you know, it's, we're kind of playing it safe. So I'll basically be sitting in my chair watching football with a turkey leg in one hand and a bottle of booze in the other hand. And Hey, I've been, hey, sitting, I've been sitting in a chair watching football for 50 years and look where it's got me. <laughs> it's a good life. It's an okay life, Rhino. With that, everybody. Meow, meow. Stay safe. Enjoy your friends, family, if you can, even if it's virtual. Enjoy the great food, great beverage of whatever choice. And hopefully, 
Go Vikings, go Vikings. Let's go! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.